have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Hi, everybody. It's 2023, first quickie podcast of the year. Welcome to Advice for Life with Lynn. Thanks so much to everybody watching and listening on Instagram and listening, of course, on my podcast. Today's quickie is about healthy boundaries, what they are and how you can get them. I'd like some of those, please. Are they on sale? So recently I was having dinner with my beautiful friend, Carolyn, who also, by the way, happens to be a therapist. Her company's called Happy Brain. Check them out. And I was telling Carolyn about a recent epiphany I had and something I was working on. I told her I realized, like, you know, those moments when you really realize something, ding, 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 ding. I realized I had poor or porous boundaries and that I had some people pleasing in me. And I realized this recently when I looked at a pile of my husband's dry cleaning next to his side of the bed. It's there because I didn't take his clothing to the dry cleaner. And it was then I realized that this is part of my people-pleasing. That pile of clothing is a part of my problem. Five years ago, when we started dating, I took it upon myself to take his dry cleaning, a pile of his dry cleaning sitting there on the side of his bed, to the cleaner. And I've been doing it ever since. We never talked about it. He never asked me to do it. Um, we never really had a real conversation about it. I just did it. And so recently, I asked myself as I saw the pile, why have I been doing this? And I started to think back and realize that it was probably a subconscious thought five years ago. You know, if I do this, he'll keep loving me or he'll like me or I won't be abandoned, something like that. Nothing I consciously thought of, but I think that was there. And then that subconscious thought turned into a pattern, which turned into a habit. And this part of people-pleasing is what I want to heal and change. So obviously, awareness is the first step. Isn't it freaky how like things happen when they should happen? I had dinner with Carolyn, and she told me about this great course on boundaries. It's an audio course by a guy named Kenneth Suarez, S-O-A-R-E-S. And the title of it is perfect. It's called Set Healthy Boundaries and Let Go of People-Pleasing. Hmm. By the way, you have to buy this app or you have to, the app is free, but the course is not. But the app is called Insight Trainer. I was so resistant. I'm like, I can't believe this. It costs money. Then I was like, it's worth every penny. So types of boundaries he talks about. I thought there was just kind of one boundary. No, there's emotional boundaries, financial boundaries, mental boundaries, uh, time boundaries, and energetic boundaries. I'm sure there's more, but those are the main five types of boundaries that he talks about. So here's what I've learned so far about boundaries. And I'm sharing it with you in case you suffer from a similar issue or habit. And I'm also sharing it because because when you use other senses, right, it, it sort of permeates in your brain a little more. So I'm teaching myself as well. So here's what I've learned so far. Number one, people pleasing is a habit. People-pleasing is a habit. It's not who you are. It's not, oh, I'm a people-pleaser. No, it's a habit, a behavior that you've learned. And what's great about behaviors is that you can learn a new behavior. Number two, choose self-love over fear and guilt. So this is 
usually people pleasing and, and lack of good boundaries underneath it is fear and guilt. Oh, this person will be mad that I didn't do this for them or, or guilt that I should have bought this for somebody. Guilt taking on somebody's perceived emotions and making them about yours. That's not self-love. Self-love is really putting yourself first, which we'll get to. Number three, I've also learned, <clears throat> like to be liked. Who doesn't like to be liked? Most humans like to be liked, but don't need to be liked. Hi, Instagram. So it's nice when you get a nice comment, right? On Instagram, for a great example, but you don't need it. If people don't like you, it doesn't crumble your self-worth. You like to be liked. We like to be liked because we're born human and we all have an ego, but we don't need it. So part of people pleasing and part of saying yes to everything or part of, you know, porous boundaries is this need to be liked because maybe underneath we lack a little bit of self-worth and self-love. Number four, go with inspire, inspired giving. So ins give when you're inspired don't seek outside validation. This is a big one. I'm a big giver and it feels good. Most of the time I feel like I'm authentic, authentically giving, authentically giving. Yes. Giving, you know, being true because it's such a joy to give to somebody. Your heart feel fills with love. But sometimes I know I probably do give seeking validation. Oh, you're so wonderful. Oh, you make me so happy. We have to validate ourselves. So true giving is just inspired giving. Number five, center yourself to set boundaries. I love this one. He says, center yourself to set boundaries. What is centering yourself? That means you are self-centered. So when we think of self-centered, most of us think selfish, SOB. No, centering yourself, putting yourself first, knowing what your values and morals who you really are, are, is not selfish. It's being true, authentic, center yourself to set boundaries. And number six, please out of love. It's very similar to go with inspired giving, but please out of love, don't please for approval. So I think I was taking the laundry in the beginning for approval, even if I never got it verbally, um, even a thank you, like validation, approval, like, you know, round of applause, please out of love. In other words, come from love in your heart to please somebody because you really want to give, not for approval. So a couple of examples on strong, healthy boundaries. Somebody texts you, this is number one example, somebody texts you and, and you feel this need to respond as soon as possible. I know I do. Even if it's not a good time for you because you fear either consciously or subconsciously, the other person won't like you or will judge you or say something about you. So maybe you're in your car or maybe you're taking a shower, maybe you're blow drying your hair, or maybe you're just in a bad mood and you're just not emotionally available. It's okay not to respond to that text right away. That is a healthy boundary for yourself. So isn't that amazing just to consider that possibility? <laughs> I think that's wonderful. Wow, I don't have to text back right away. I've done this a couple of times with some people, but I still worry. I'm like, you know, even though I, I might take a day to respond because I'm thinking about how to respond and I'll think, oh my God, this person probably thinks I don't like them or so I just, I'm aware of that story that I'm telling myself, but I'm still keeping my boundary. So little by little, 
we get stronger and stronger. Number two, giving too much and feeling financially or emotionally depleted is a red flag that you're giving out of fear. This has happened to me so many times in my life. I'll have given money or given a thing when maybe I couldn't afford it and I was putting myself at risk. Huge red flag. You're not giving out of love. You're giving to please or you're giving for validation or giving out of guilt. That's not a good boundary. Give when it's good for you. And therefore, it's okay to say no I, to yourself or I hate the word no. Yes, this is what I can give. Instead of focusing on what I can't give, this is what I can give. Number four, doing things with your partner that make you feel uncomfortable, bad, bad, weak boundary, but you think it's what couples do for each other. That's another example of a poor boundary. Doing things with your partner or your friend that make you feel uncomfortable, but well, it's what I should be doing in the moment. Guilt, shame, red flag, that is a weak boundary. And finally, uh, this is a weak boundary too, participating in a conversation that you don't agree with. Oh, this has happened to me so many times. Even if you're having, somebody else is having a conversation that's very, it makes you feel very icky, inflammatory, it's negative, and you're not saying anything, I feel like you're participating. Um, leaving the room, excusing yourself, those are strong boundaries. Saying, you know, this doesn't fit in with who I am. Or verbally going, yeah, aha, uh-huh, yeah, I know, she's, she's such a witch. And you don't believe that? You don't agree with the statements the other people are making, but you're going along with it because you want to be liked. Weak boundary. Strong boundary is being centered, saying no when you want to say no, saying yes when you want to say yes. Bottom line, when we're aware of our boundaries, we can shore them up. When we're aware of our poorest boundaries, we can shore them up. You're not a bad person if you have strong boundaries. Quite the opposite. You're a great person, period, but you're an authentic person if you have strong boundaries. Strong boundaries and a strong sense of self equals a great friend, a great partner, a great parent, lover, or even a stranger. So let's hear for boundaries. Shore them up. See you on the next Advice for Life with Lynn. By the way, directly still sitting there. 